Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's 100% pure, uncut Texas. <laughs> My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places that are listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting in this chair, sitting over there at the control panel, making us sound good. She's Miss 915. She's Miss... 305. Mm-hmm. She's missed 956. Mm-hmm. What's the Lano? Uh, what was your uh, Lano? 325. Three, missed 325. Oh, really? It's like, a, I guess you guys are lumped in with like Big Country Avalanche mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's, yeah. you know, there's not as many phone numbers yeah. out there, but it's a, it spreads through a lot of Yeah, area. I don't get hit with a lot of 325s. I get hit with them when and I know they're coaches. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's actually Pickle. Hi, friends. <laughs> and sitting to my right, He's the director of Grab for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, our good friend, Greg. Howdy, y'all. Hey, see, he said howdy because he's 81%. 81%. And <laughs> <laughs> he should get that tattooed on you. Maybe. 81%. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on uh, today is Wednesday, April fifth, twenty twenty three. Two hundred and thirty two days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Academy Award winner Juicy J of Three cool. Six Mafia. Okay. They have an Oscar, and that's one of the most important facts of all time. I haven't heard that. that of uh, Three Six Mafia won an Oscar for best original song for. Uh, oh God, the song is "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp," um, but I can't. And they won in '06. It is great. You should, and he beats out like Elton John. They beat out like Elton John, and so suddenly, like Three Six Mafia, this like Memphis like trap rap music goes out there and wins an Academy Award. It's great. Anyway, they had one before Leonardo DiCaprio did. Episode 1,567. On today's show, folks, it's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, our director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Back half the show, we talk with our good friend who we need to talk to about some licensing issues, Gibson Pyle, offensive lineman from Klein Kane, because uh, you and I showed up in his commitment video. Yeah, we made a cameo. Gibson Piles. uh, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's cool, but I will just need to be compensated appropriately. I'm still waiting on our boss to come through the door right now and say, hey, I heard you guys on the commitment video. 
Well, well, he wasn't committed because our boss went to Texas. And so if he had committed to Texas, he would oh, oh, have been listening to it all day. But instead, he committed to mm. Nebraska. And we'll hear all about his commitment to Nebraska because you, you caught up with him. Gibson Pyle's awesome. We'll, talk, we'll hear from him coming up here back half of the program. But first, <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's 81% Greg Powers. This is this week <laughs> in Cruton. This week in recruiting with Greg Powers, our director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express. Let me tell you something that happened last week. Okay. New Chicken Express update. So I went to the Rangers opening day. Oh, nice. And had a hot dog at like 340. I got home. The rest of the family had already eaten dinner and stuff like that. I had eaten. I'm hungry, right? A little hungry. <laughs> I had Chicken Express delivered. And let me nice. tell you, I've never felt simultaneously more bougie and also more satisfied like that's that was absolutely the right move to have chicken express delivered it was so sad never done that before oh like you pay for it's like well you know it's one of the delivery apps uh you know and it was but it was we had uh mallory myself and vna one of our uh helpers she uh we had chicken express delivered to the office when we were monitoring Whoa. games one night they came in with the there's three yellow boxes it was it was the pick me up we needed that has to be that's the only time i've had it delivered because though. i've because i guess now that i think about it like i've only picked up my own chicken express i have to imagine somebody coming around the corner mm-hmm. with chicken express for you has to be one of the most beautiful sights i love fried chicken it's fried chicken me too it's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers. A lot to get to on today's show. We are going to start with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is our prospect on the rise, rather. Our prospect on the rise is Highland Park quarterback Warren Peck. Perhaps it's the first you're hearing of this young man. Uh, Warren Peck is the new quarterback, the new QB1, presumably, at, at Highland Park. Uh, and he is getting a lot of buzz uh, during the spring evaluation period. Uh, this is a good-looking prospect. I, I, for one, am shocked that Highland Park has a quarterback prospect. <laughs> uh, but he's already gotten some offers from some... Uh, Not offers yet. No, that's, what, that's why we're trying to blow him up a little oh, bit this so week. He's, he's already got some interest from some Ivy League programs like Yale and Georgetown. But no offers yet, and uh, you think that is going to change post haste? Six five two twenty. I did a bad job because I took some video of uh, Peck throwing at a seven on seven recently that I, I put into the. I guess we call it the asset uploader for the recruiting notebook, but I forgot to tell Pickle about it. This guy, um, 6'5", 220, he can fit the ball into tight windows, has a big arm, um, and is really accurate for a guy with his size. Uh, Ivy League academics, and Highland Park is one of these schools because they have, you know, you you grow up wanting to be the quarterback at Highland Park, you wait your turn, Yep. right? Yeah. Peck has done a great job of that. He played b- behind Brennan Store last season, who was a senior. So he's patiently waited for his opportunity within the Scots offense, and now 2023 is his year. And I want to, you know, shine the spotlight on him because of the sacrifice that he made to like 
play there, right? He didn't take any shortcuts and try to leave and um, do all of this other stuff. He waited for his opportunity, and I'm hopeful that uh, college coaches come through in the spring evaluation period to see the talent that this young man possesses because he's a big dude who can throw the football really well. Um, RIP to Mike Leach, but this is the quintessential Mike Leach style of quarterback i think that they would have been all over him um that that's the type of offense that he would really fit well into and i think that uh there's one out there for him he is a a name to know and and again might be the first time you're hearing the name warren peck it uh here's a promise it will not be the last time yeah highland parks they're good yeah i would say that uh he was probably going to be a name to know (laughs) let's roll out our commit of the week our commit of the week we're going to san antonio to talk about veterans memorial soon to be senior running back james peoples dctf four star number 12 prospect in all of the state of texas in the dctf rising hot 100 and he has committed to Ohio State, had offers from places like Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, and TCU, but the Buckeyes get the services of the Alamo City stud, James Peoples. Uh, look, if you're the number 12 running back, in the, or number 12 prospect in this class, uh, obviously something's going right, and, and he is, he feels like a complete running back. Yeah, I really like his game because he's, uh, he, he, possesses the ability to gash defenses in between the tackles and then the speed to get outside um and you'll notice on the first few clips here he i mean he can run through defenders Mm -hmm. too so he's very strong for his uh height and weight ratio um 195 yeah i i think that he's like like you build a running back on uh NCAA or something like this is the type of guy that you that you build you know he's got all the assets that you're looking for good top end speed elusiveness of you know balance and vision Ohio State hit a home run here and I really think that he probably picked them over Ohio or sorry Oklahoma Alabama and Texas probably like the three biggest threats in this in that recruitment um, but he was blown away on an unofficial visit uh, up to Columbus this past weekend he's up there for multiple days and just uh, you know not too long after he arrived back home he pulled the trigger you know what um, I would maybe make the comparison to and, and tell me if you think this is way out of bounds okay I see a little JK Dobbins now Part of that is easy. Texas running back from, let's just say, south of I-30 to Ohio State. But I also see the build and I see the burst. And that's what really stood out to me about J.K. Dobbins was that burst. Because Dobbins Dobbins was not a running back that required a ton of space to get nine yards. Right. I mean, Peoples is kind of that same way, too. I think Peoples is a little bit bigger, right? I like his, I could, I think his open field elusiveness compares favorably to Dobbins. Dobbins, I believe, was like a 4 3 guy coming out of LaGrange. And when he came out, he set the all time uh, Nike. I think they were calling it the Nike Plus football mm-hmm. rating versus they used to be this comparison, and so it's probably not even worth mentioning. Forties back in the day, they had two running backs who were split in time. One of them was a track star. His name was Brandon Sane. He was extremely fast, um, but he was a middle of the field runner, like a north and south guy. And then they had another guy named Boom Heron, was who who had like a lower center of gravity, mm-hmm. um, duck and dodge, and and like make people miss and, and grind out tough yards. I think he's a high of those two types of, of running styles interesting okay 
Well, that's a lot about James Peoples, uh, San Antonio Veterans Memorial running back and new Ohio State commit. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, our director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF today. Let's roll on to our underclassmen of the week. We're going to the Houston area. It's Fort Bend Marshall to talk about their soon-to-be junior wide receiver, Jacaden Ferguson. Picked up an offer this week from Oklahoma. When's the last time they put out any wide receiver prospects, though? He's already got offers from places like uh, Oregon, Texas Tech, Houston, UTSA, Arkansas, uh, etc. More to come, most notably on TexasFootball.com. He was most recently named uh, a four-star in the class of 2025, and you are putting him on the five-star watch. I love this. I love this kid's tape. I mean, he, out of all the players that I'm, I'm watching on tape in this class, in the 2025 class, no one gets off the line like this guy. Mm. His acceleration and quickness off the line is elite and that w- is what makes him special. And shout out to Texan Live. Hey. Yeah. Shout out to Texan Let's Live go. because there are a few guys in this class, uh, Jacaden Ferguson being one of them, that I was able to tap in to watch games last season, early in the season. And, uh, you know, I think it was week two. I, I'm watching a Fort Ben Marshall game and you know at week two sometimes there isn't a lot of information out there on guys and you don't know who some of the guys are on some of the teams and uh, you know they have some pretty good receivers at yes. Fort Ben Marshall they had Jacoby Banks last not, year who not was hurting for talent out wide he's pretty good he's, he was pretty good he, he's at Houston now well Ferguson was like roasting DBs off the line and I'm like I got to find out who this guy is and um I did <laughs> it was, and it was. And guess what? It, I found him. Found him. Update. It's Jacaden Ferguson. Update. He is him. Yeah. yeah, and he's he is elite. And OU hasn't made you know Emmett Jones move from Texas Tech to Norman to you know take that job for the Sooners. They haven't extended a lot of scholarship offers at the position mm-hmm. yet. So him identifying this guy in the Lone Star State kind of is like, here's your flashing you know, signal, this is a dude. And and to put a fine point on it, when we say that he's a DCC of four-star, right, in the class of 2025, yep. what you're saying is that he, you are comfortable ranking him in the top 50 of the class of 2025. Correct. And by adding him to the DCT of five-star watch list, you're saying... He's got a chance of being a top five prospect in the class. He does. He does have a chance of being a top five. I kind of like him. It's. I mean, it's it's so hard without having the junior tape, but um, they still have to play that year before you can watch it. Yeah, I suppose that's right. <laughs> I suppose you can't have junior tape if you just if you just finish your sophomore. <laughs> no doubt. Let's round it all out with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week. We're finishing down in the Houston area as well to go to Connor Oak Ridge. Talk about their offensive or outside linebacker rather, Justin Williams, who uh, was at the UC Report Camp in Houston. Uh, and um, ran the four 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 forty. Yeah, I'm going to repeat that. He yeah. ran a four point four four in the forty yard dash. Uh, yeah, has an offer from Georgia now. Okay. Probably, I would imagine those two things are connected. They, uh, yeah, I would think so. He, he I mean, he's got all, all the offers now. Yeah. like there's not an offer that he's hurting. An outside to have. linebacker. He's a freak show. That's insane. You know, and. We kind of, you know, we had uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye was our well done prospect on the rise last week at Oak Ridge, and then this week we have Justin Williams as our recruit of the week. Here is your sign that Oak Ridge is loaded. You have Frankie Arthur, the running back over there, 
really – I mean, he's really good dude too. I saw him at the Texas Relays, and this dude's put together. But getting back to Justin Williams, who's now the number six player in our uh, updated top ten. We just released our up, updated rankings, the top ten sp- only today. The top ten has been updated in the class of 2024, and based on Williams' performance and, and verified – time he moved up a spot he's number six so he's threatening for that top five that you mentioned and five star status he's right there we've only named two five stars so far in this class it's colin simmons and micah hudson and there are three open spots left and i have to be like you even we were talking about james peoples mm-hmm. earlier it's going to be a tough competition for those final three five-star spots, but I think Justin Williams is like poised to possibly be one of them. So, to put the four point four four forty into perspective, okay, and and grain of salt, there are certainly circumstances that are different, and also height and weight are different, right? But if he ran, but a four point four four forty would have been the third fastest linebacker time at the NFL Combine this past year. Yeah, and it would have been faster than D. William D. Winters rather from TCU. From Yasir Abdullah from Louisville, like he would have been the third fastest linebacker at the NFL combo in the four four. And taking all the forty times into account, you know, at all the big camps so far this year, he's the second fastest player in Texas. Period, regardless mm-hmm. of position behind Terry Bussey. Yeah, remember, with laser time. Rem- remember Jalen Hyatt, the star wide receiver from Tennessee. Yeah, he ran a four four. Nice. Okay, so like that's what we're dealing with here as far as that speed is concerned. And you see it. It's not – to me, it's not – there are guys who are like – I, I want to phrase this correctly. There are guys who are really good at the at testing. Yes. But it doesn't translate to football necessarily. There's a couple of prospects that I remember that are springing to my mind that I'll mention to you off air. But that is – this is a guy that it's very clear that it also translates to the football field. We say they're good in underwear. Good in underwear, yeah, that's a good one. There way to we play. go. Yeah, they're good in underwear. Um, yeah, this ain't the, that isn't the case with no. Justin Williams, because he was rated as the number seven DCTF prospect without any yeah. context. Without that. Yeah, without timing context, right. right? It was based off of his tape. So to be able to put some of the the numbers behind the tape, that is a well rounded pack, package. And when you're looking at his list, he's got three in state schools: Texas, Texas A and M, and TCU pushing hard for his commitment. But Oregon's done a bang up job early in this one. Oregon's a school to watch here with Justin Williams. He runs four point four four forty. An owner of a four point four six forty. He's Greg Powers, our director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's I'll Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter, G Powers Scout. Power, stick around because I need you to introduce our next guest. Sounds good. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now, let's pay some bills. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs 
in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. The 83rd KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, the most historic and prestigious event in senior golf, kicks off an unprecedented run of major championships coming to PGA Frisco over the next 11 years. From May 24th to May 28th, join us as the best golfers over the age of 50 compete to have their name etched on the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy. Past senior PGA champions have included true legends of the game like Sarazen, Sneed, Palmer, Nicholas, Player, and Watson. A limited number of hospitality, pro-am, and ticket opportunities remain available for you to be a part of the first major championship at PGA Frisco. And keep in mind, corporate clients and ticket purchasers at this May's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship will receive priority access to offerings at future major championships held at PGA Frisco, including the 2025 KPMG Women's PGA Championship and the 2027 PGA Championship. Visit srpga.com for more information. Powers, you spoke to a close personal friend of ours. I'm saying that because he used our voices in his commitment video. There you go, Gibson. Yeah, Gibson Pyle, Clank Kane offensive lineman, and heading north to Nebraska. Yeah, and I've got three things, three words to say. Okay. Mean. Okay. Intelligent. Yep. Versatile. Okay. Gibson That's Pyle. good. That sounds that sounds like uh, Nebraska fans should be pretty excited about it. Yeah, that seems like like that is that is what you want in a Nebraska offensive lineman. <laughs> Let's hear from the man himself. Here's Gibson Pyle from Klein Kane here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and I'm happy to be joined by Gibson Pyle, who's fresh off of his commitment to Nebraska. Gibson, congratulations first and foremost. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a big day. It was April 1st that you pulled the trigger. I was a little bit nervous at first when you pulled it because I thought, oh, could it be an April Fool's Day joke? You know, you always have to be really wary of that day. But it wasn't. And, hey, man, I have to admit, I loved your video. I made a cameo appearance on it. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for having me on there. Um, What was it about the Cornhuskers that um, really made you feel comfortable enough to go ahead and pull the trigger? I know that you had – you had thought about waiting, you know, closer to the season, but you've taken a couple visits up there and you, you must have felt that the timing was right. Yeah. So, you know, I took my first visit um, the first weekend of March. Um, it was just me and my dad. And so, you know, when we went, when we went up there, um, you know, I really didn't have any expectations. So I kind of went in there um, not knowing what to expect and it blew me away. Um, and so, you know, after that visit, I kind of had an idea, like I had a feeling like, you know, this is where I could end up. Um, and then, so, you know, I took some more visits and then I wanted my mom and my stepdad to see it. So, you know, we went, um, you know, last weekend and got to see it with my mom and my stepdad. So that was really big for me. And, you know, that just kind of sealed the deal is to see, you know, both my parents see me there and, you know, they both told me like how happy I looked. And I think that was big for me. It was just, 
being able to have both my family see it. And, you know, once those boxes were checked for me, I was ready to pull the trigger. What was it about Nebraska that makes it so special to you? Really the staff, it just, and like, I'm a big guy, um, the, all the visits I've taken, I have to see the place. So when I went, it just felt like home. Um, you know, the entire staff there, they welcome me. Um, you know, it feels like a family there, you know, coach rule. I, I really believe he's going to do great things in Nebraska. You know, he's done great things at other programs, so I don't see why he won't do it in Nebraska. And, you know, I really believe in that whole staff and coach Riola, um, you know, I think he'll coach me up real well. Kind of peel back the curtain. You know, a lot of us who are from the outside looking in, get to read about what's going on in Nebraska, but you actually kind of got to go up there and see uh, the changes that they're implementing underneath of coach rule and, you know, their uh, plan of attack basically, you know, because there hasn't been a product on the field, but I know that as a, a, a guy that gets to go on the visits and sit down with the staff, you can kind of um, get a clearer picture of what they're going to be bringing to the table. It, should Cornhusker fans be really excited? They should be very excited. I think Coach Rule is is great. You know, the, like, after seeing their spring practice, it really opened my eyes that, you know, it was a winning practice. You know, it felt, it felt like a professional practice. You know, it was very physical at the same time. You know, it felt like football, um, you know, full pads, hitting, and smash mouth, which is just what I love. <laughs> I think um, because they're the corn huskers, there are going to be some kids from Texas who are considering Nebraska like, oh, well, it's all cornfields. And but I know I've been there myself. That's not the case. Kind of tell us what it's like up there. And are the facilities uh, tremendous? Yeah, I mean, even the town, you know, like a lot of places, you know, you might not expect it. But, you know, Lincoln's a great place. Um, it's a great college town. I love I love the entire town. And um, the the facilities are insane you know they're building their new facilities they'll they'll be done by you know this coming season and it's the best facilities out of all the places i've been by a mile you know it's they're they're monstrous but at the same time it's the nicest i've ever seen i think you know i've I've gotten to cover some games up there and one of the feelings that i took away from being at nebraska is it's a it's a different kind of football town they're very passionate but the fans seem to be very loyal and very gracious you know um that's something that i've noticed there do you get a sense of what like the football community is like in lincoln while you're there do they know who you were and that kind of stuff i know they're very tapped in on social media especially yeah yeah no they're they're huge on twitter and everything and you know even on my flight there um you know my last visit um, i'm sitting in like i got on my seat and situated and the guy's walking down the aisle and he says uh are you going to be there for the recruiting weekend? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gibson, right? And I was like, wow. So I got recognized on my flights. So I think that pretty much just shows, you know, how passionate those fans are. What was their pitch to you? How do they see, see you fitting into their schemes? I know that you've played a lot of offensive tackle at Klein Kane, but you're powerful enough to move to the interior if need be. Did they just give you like the wait and see approach or did they have like a clear cut mission statement for you, how they see you fitting in there? You know, I think we're going to wait and see. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Coach Raiola recruited me, um, you know, based off my athleticism. And, and you know, he said I'm mean. And, you know, that's what he wants in his, in his O-linemen. And I think he sees me inside, but he, he's going to put the best five linemen on the field. And that's kind of his pitch to me. So um, now that you're a committed recruit, um, do you see yourself like taking an active – active role in recruiting other players to come join you at Nebraska, or do you feel like you're just going to take the wait and see approach um, with having some of these guys, you know, come onto the commitment list? 
No, I definitely want to recruit other guys. Um, you know, I want to build this class up. I think we have the potential to build, you know, a top five class. I really do. Um, with Nebraska, I mean, what's not to like about it? So now I'll definitely be reaching out, you know, to other linemen, other any position, honestly, you know, mostly in Texas because, you know, that's where I can reach. But and just really trying to get them, um, you know, to commit and come to Nebraska. I think that there's one guy that you probably don't have to tell a whole lot of Nebraska information to, and that's the number one recruit in the country, Dylan Riola. He's Coach Riola's son. Um, but I'm sure that if there's a chance that he were to join you in Lincoln, that he would be pleased that that they got a, a big dude to possibly protect his blind side a little bit on the roster. But I, you know, I'm Texas focused. They have a commitment from Roger Gradney, you know, a co-commitment from Texas on the list right now. I think that you guys are the two commitments on the list. And then there's a guy, you know, closer to home that seems to have really um, enjoyed his trips up there, and that's Ian Flint. Have you ever had a chance to interact with him and talk to him about what it might be like if you two were to play side by side up there? Yeah, yeah. So I've talked to Ian. Um, you know, I've, I've met Ian, you know, throughout the recruiting process in Texas and everything. So, you know, I told him, I told him yesterday, I was like, you know where it is. So, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to get to, um, you know, I think, you know, his dad went to Nebraska as well. So, you know, I, I really think we could get Ian too. So I really do want to build this class. Uh, you are actively recruiting. You're already, you're already telling some of the guys that this is where it's at. Uh, give us a parting shot, you know, like maybe what's something uh, at Nebraska that people would take or would be unexpected to a Texas high school football player or give us like a, um, a snapshot of what your first moments were stepping onto that campus, what stood out to you, um, you know, besides the facilities, what, what were some of the things that really grabbed your attention about Lincoln? It just felt like, like when you think of college football, that's what Nebraska is about. You know, 300 some consecutive sellouts, you know, insane fans. Just that's just what it's about. And it's huge. And everything about it is just there's nothing not to like. That was Gibson Pyle, one of the top rated offensive linemen in the entire state of Texas. He's going to be playing his college football for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Gibson, thanks for the time. Congratulations, you know, on your commitment. And of course, good luck with your 2023 senior season at Klein Kane. Yes, sir. Thank you. There he is, Gibson Pyle, the now Nebraska offensive line commit uh, from Klein Kane. Um, so we'll go to final thoughts here. Um, we can just bring this into final thoughts because um, so I went to Missouri. I think people know that. I have been to a game at Nebraska where uh, you're never going to guess who won. Um, between Missouri and Nebraska. That is a very cool atmosphere. And I know that there are, a, there's a, a kind of this new generation, this generation of, of prospects does not remember a time when Nebraska was like a national power, which they were for 20 Forever. Years, forever, basically, especially under Tom Osborne. And I know that's what Matt Rule and is trying to do, and he's building that through Texas connections and stuff like that. And and I'll tell you that when I think of Nebraska football, what I think of is just offensive linemen that will eat your freaking lunch. <laughs> Gibson Pyle certainly fits that mold. Yeah, and they, I mean they used to be a pound the rock style yes. offense, and I think they'll get back to that now that Matt Rule is the head coach. We saw what Matt Rule wanted. To, well, not wanted. He did. We saw what Matt Rule did 
at Baylor, mm-hmm. and they featured the ground and pound. They were a diversified offense in a lot of ways, but it started up front, and it started with running the ball, mm-hmm. and I think that Nebraska is going to get back to that now that they have uh, Matt Rule as the head coach. A lot of Texas ties there. I think we're going to have to talk about Nebraska a lot, and I agree with what you said about their the fan, like some of the classiest fans they in, are, in all of sports. They are. It pains me to say that because they just whipped Mizzou up and down the field for well, I mean, you used to have that rivalry oh, yeah. with mm-hmm. Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when uh, Mizzou beat Nebraska in maybe 07? Yeah. It was, maybe it was 05, whenever it was, um, at Mizzou. Like, that was a huge deal because Nebraska just – Was Nadamakan Sue on that team that they beat? Must have been. If it was 07, that was Nadamakan Sue, I think. No, because 07 was the year Mizzou was really good. They went. They were number one. one it was 09. 09 was the one. Gotcha. Nadamakan Sue. Um, anyway, all I'd say – Pickle, do you does your sports you're younger than us? Mm-hmm. Does your sports consciousness include Nebraska being really good? Um, I was on the very very tail end of it. The only reason that I really have any recollection of it was because my family were huge Longhorn fans, and obviously there was a huge rivalry there for quite a while when they were both in the Big Twelve. And one of my dad's best friends was a massive Nebraska fan. So when I was about between the ages of like five and eight i would say i have like some recollection of it but i was never sports conscious when they were actually popping off interesting there's going to be a lot of uh, texas high school football folks rooting for nebraska going forward i can tell you that most certainly um all right any other final thoughts pickle no that works okay that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com thanks again to gibson pile of klein kane for being our guest for ashley pickle and greg powers i'm greg tepper vince young please be your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow on texas football today